When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday to each and every one of you. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom, Director Matthew in the house. If you're watching on War Chant TV, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Pass it around. Big scrimmage over the weekend. We touched a lot on where Florida State's at from a football standpoint. Big practice tomorrow and Thursday. Then, of course, the spring game on Saturday. Looking forward to being out there. We're very busy this week in a good way. Uh, this is a, a great job. I say it all the time, but it's weeks like this that you get really excited about where you get paid to cover sports, talk about sports, take in the action, and think about where we're at. Uh, the opportunity to uh, to go and, and, and watch this team play on Saturday, it's upon us now. The tailgating and all of you coming to town, be safe getting here, have fun with it, enjoy each other's company. Uh, it will be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see some players that you really, really like. I think you're going to see some areas uh, that you're worried about and uh, everything in between. But I, I do know they're a better football team this time at this time uh, than they were last year uh, at this time. They are. Uh, just uh, just trying to trying to find those areas where they got to shirt it up a little bit. And as we talked about, uh, there's some areas where I think maybe they could do that in the transfer portal. It's not all that easy just after spring, but you, you might be able to find some guys. Uh, tonight, the national championship game. You know, I didn't think about this, so I went back and looked. It's been a long time. I was uh, you weren't born. I watched it when it happened. This is always the greatest reminder sometimes of the distance between my age and yours. <laughs> is is my childhood, uh, the first fifteen years of which you didn't exist, um, and that is I remember Villanova beating Georgetown and winning the national championship. Raleigh Massimino and uh, you know. I can still remember uh, Pickney and all that. I can remember the celebration. I remember what a what a great fun game that was to watch, and my mother and I in front of the TV cheering them on to pull off the upset. But what I wanted to know was what were they seeded? Because I remember, I mean, it was a huge upset, and I realized that North Carolina, if they are to win the national championship over Kansas tonight will tie Villanova for equally being the lowest-seeded team to ever win a national title as an eight-seed. Now, you think about North Carolina, for example, and where we were at the start of this uh, real run that they're on. They were a bubble team. They were close to not getting in. They, they needed to play well. We were, we were in the middle of having a conversation, and Corey brought up to me, well, you know, is Hubert just another version of roll it out there, Roy? What's going on? Because they got good players. They got really good players. It turns out he's not. He put it together at just the right time, or they did, for whatever reason. 
And, man, they've been on a run, and they play to their ability now. They've got size. They've got athleticism. They can shoot it. They can do all those things. And so they knock off Duke again. And how much pleasure did you take in the fact that not only did they beat Coach K to end his illustrious career and eliminate him from perhaps going out on top, which neither of us wanted to see, but the the, the pain factor was really ratcheted up. Oh. And this is where, if you're going to engage in schadenfreude and enjoy it, we had a lot of fun watching Duke get boat raced at home at Cameron to close out his career on his own floor against an arch rival, and the game's not close. You're just getting dunked on the last two and a half minutes of a game that you look like you've seen a ghost, and then you have to address the fans, and you have a pitiful, embarrassing post-game speech where you reveal yourself to be even more repugnant than we already thought you to be. They failed me. Shut up. And so all of it all of it came to light in a way that was immensely satisfying, Tom. You know, we really enjoyed that. And then then you get to a place where we get this game and we revisit it and it's a Final Four game. And Duke takes the lead late and you're like, oh, this is a back and forth. It's fun. And then you lose again. And the celebration's happening right in front of your grill. I mean, it's just, whoo, Carolina fans will hold on to that forever. Yeah, and it was a classic game. You know, it, it was, was a great well game. played. It was a fun game to watch. It was a hell of a lot more interesting than watching Kansas, which that game was, I, I got that right through and mm-hmm. through on a lot of levels. It was so easy. That, that, that Villanova team was trying to beat people the way Virginia beats people because they have no depth, and then they had an injury, and you're like, okay, this is not going to work. It's 10 to nothing to start the game. I was like, well, grand opening, grand closing. That's the end of this. Yeah, they did get it down to six oh, or something like they that. They played the their ass half, off because but... they are extremely well coached, and they've got veteran guards, and they played hard. But that game was over early. You're like, Kansas can score inside. They can score outside. What, what are you really going to do? The thing about the North Carolina Duke game was you could tell how much more this particular one meant to Kay because every time they cut to him, he looked like a child celebrating every basket and like shouting at his players. Usually he's a little bit more subdued. Yeah. There'll be moments where he turns into himself and you're like, dude, just stop. But every basket, I mean, he was living and dying on every possession. The only critique I have about the presentation of that game, and it was great, it really was, but the only critique I have, it wasn't Kay versus Roy. Stop. They yeah. kept on cutting they to Roy cutting every to Roy. two seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's Hubert yeah. versus Coach K. Oh. And it's Hubert Davis who leveled Coach K's record against North Carolina all time. You don't think that doesn't sting at all for K? That might sting more that he does He does not have an over 500 record against North Carolina in his coaching career because of that game. That is tremendous. Well, and let me just say that and if you're <laughs> – I did say over and over again that rolling out their Roy was a problem for Carolina. They were underachieving relative to the roster they had. That roster is loaded. Why are you losing games left and right? Why do you why does your team look completely disinterested on the regular? You you've got all all world players everywhere on that Carolina team. By the way, don't you just there's something special when Caleb Love rises up to hit that 25 footer from three to basically mm-hmm. say, suck it, it's over. Oh, man. Okay. That's gutsy, too. Oh. I mean, I mean that What are you is, doing? It's a what are you? Oh, oh my. Wow. That is, I sure. am not afraid of the moment, and here it comes. Here you go. There's a whole lot of get you some. 30-footer. 
So that's what I mean. I mean, that's you watch that, and you're like, oh, that hurts even more. That kid hit that shot. He did, coach. He hit that shot. One shining moment. <laughs> it was. A, uh, they'll show it over and over again. It was incredible. Uh, so you get Kansas and North Carolina now. I do want to point out, because I think we should, um, and it, it, it does matter, but Kansas is in the midst of right now a major scandal. The Adidas scandal, which has basically crushed the LSU program, crushed the Louisville program, is that they're covered in it. So be fascinating to see that if Kansas wins the national title tonight and that celebration and Bill Self, watch the way they hold him on high. Watch the way they'll talk about him in glowing tones of what a great leader of men he and what is. What a head of hair he's got. <laughs> I mean, it's you want to talk about against all odds. Here's a picture of Bill Self from 10 years ago. And look at him today. At a late stage in life, his hair changed color, got thicker, and grew in. It's amazing. How does that happen? Well, that's the kind of leadership Bill Self brings to the table, everybody. You know, friends, it reminds me of Tiger at 19 at Augusta, <laughs> which reminds me, this Thursday, yes, yes. the Masters presented by our friends at Rolex. Anyhow, when Kansas wins tonight, if they do, in fact, win tonight, then um, let's listen to them gush, all the while realizing that if they're proven to have done what the other two programs caught up in this, or two of the other programs caught up in this Adidas scandal uh, have done, then you know that that title should be taken, and they cheated across every imaginable line there was to walk. They did, and yeah, all of that, so... Just so you know. Yeah. Well, it's apropos. The Kansas scandal and the North Carolina academic scandal. There you go. There's your basketball. Enjoy your champion. Uh, Gabriel writes, sorry if you talked about it already, but we do have our top four rated offensive linemen coming in the fall. They may not start, but two of them already 320-plus. Uh, yeah. No, I, you don't want to. You don't want to have uh, any of these young guys coming in here and having to play right away. It's not going to help you for this year, right? If they can, that's a bonus. But I mean, they have to earn it beyond what is reasonable because stunting development is a thing. We've been doing that around here for a lot of years. So Big Rod Johnson didn't even start, you know, right out the gates in 2014. It wasn't until the uh, the road game at Miami that he was ready and they could flex Cam Irving from left tackle to center, and that was awesome. That was a rarity. But if you're hoping or, or if, if you're counting on that to be the thing that we don't need to go to the portal for, I, that's that's not good business. Because <laughs> no. 18-year-olds, just they, they generally don't arrive on campus ready-made to, to block 22-year-olds. But if it happens, great. You just can't count on it. Scrimmage happened over the weekend, and from what we were told by the coaches, meaning the coaches addressed the scrimmage, answered questions from the assembled press. Uh, and by the way, thanks for your question, Gabriel, and contribution to the show. And the defense dominated. That stands to reason. I think the defensive line is not blockable for this offensive line, especially if this offensive line doesn't have all of its starters, and it doesn't sound like they did. So I think you have a situation where it is a little difficult when the ones are going against the ones to get a real read as to what this offense can be. 
They're not at full strength on the offensive line. They probably will have the services of and the aid of the strength and size and experience of Caden Lyles come the fall, which changes who they are. Now, he's been out there, and he's practiced, and he's participated some, but he's not he's not an active player uh, in these scrimmages right now, or he wasn't this weekend from what I've been told. So, you know, you have that. Williams missed some time from this scrimmage. Um, Darius? Yeah. Yeah, Washington, yeah. Well, I said Williams. Sorry, Washington. Uh, so, you you know, it's hard to get a read. You're hamstrung a little bit there, well, and, and that's frustrating. I'll go to one particular drill that they roll out consistently in practice where it's offensive line versus defensive line, and this is why, for me, it's really hard to assess. So, it's drills where it's center to guard. Sometimes it's just guard tackle, mm-hmm. and this is the they, – they go in sequence. So, they'll go all five versus the front four, and then there are individual reps for everybody. And, like, it's like the ball snapped, and then it's one-on-one for the next four or five seconds, and it's almost like protecting – the passer, you know, trying to maintain a pocket. Then they go to, you work in twos and threes to handle twists and stunts by the defensive line. And our right side currently gets worn out. Doesn't matter if it's the ones, twos, or threes, if they're cross-training, mismatching, and, and mixing and matching, I should say. But they're getting worn out consistently in every one of those drills. The reason is there's no chemistry. They're not used to playing together. There was one drill on Thursday where they ran the same thing, and I noted that the same right tackle and right guard from the week before were together. And they finally passed it off correctly. Yeah, and you well, saw some protection. Well, that chemistry takes time. And right now, they're not caring about chemistry. They're caring about aptitude as an individual before trying to put the best five together. And that's what makes it so hard. Because when this defensive line is as deep as it is, and the offensive line is as thin as it is, you can't get a true read on anything. Because it begins and ends in the trenches. The play might be over, and you might have a great concept down the field, but if you don't have the time to deliver it, then you're never going to see it on film. And you might not see it on Saturday in, in the spring game, but they're trying to figure stuff out. And it's basically a pardon our dust moment on the offensive line. Well, because they might have a good five at the end of this process, but they're, 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 have, they're going, you know, they're deep diving to figure out if they've got six or seven. Yeah, the answer right now is I don't think they have six or seven. And I think the starting five, idealized, take the five that we think are the starters, are average. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think that changes if they have the right five up there. I don't think they'll be good. I don't think Scott's good. Uh, there's a couple other guys that may have to start that I don't think are good. So you're not a fan of the left tackle? Okay. No. All right. No. All right. No. I don't think their offensive line is good. No, I don't. I think their offensive line is uh, average, and getting – to average has taken a lot of work, and that's good. They, they're progressing. It's taking time. It is the area that um, also requires the most amount of time because the guys on your roster have to get bigger and stronger and work together. They haven't, A, been all that healthy. B, they've had to play guys before they're ready, which has led to the aforementioned injuries and inconsistencies. It affects them mentally as well as physically, all of these things make it really hard to excel at what you could argue, certainly offensively, is the most important aspect of your team. So, hey, man, this is just a work in progress. They're getting back to average. They've been, a few years ago, they were awful. Like, that was disgusting to watch them play. Then they got to where they were, they went from, you know, I think I call them what I said, Butt-ass average or something like that. Sounds right. Something along those lines. 
butt-ass, a butt-ass sorry, got to just butt-ass and then butt-ass average, and now we're just trying to get to average. So That's you get what to, we're climbing for, yes. Yeah, so we're, we're looking for average, and if you can get there and then maybe address uh, that situation this after the spring with another addition via the portal, uh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Now, there are other aspects of the team that has improved immensely, and I think that's the reason to get excited. They're, they're a lot better in a lot of other areas, and I think they will be um, a better football team. Well, the one thing, too, just philosophically, we know it's like talking about Jordan Travis' legs. We know that his legs can be implemented as a weapon, and they might not be doing that right now, and they shouldn't be because we already know that's a thing. The other philosophical wrinkle for this offense that works consistently is creating angles through pinning, pulling, whatever you want to call the tactic. You're, you're getting the offensive lineman on the run to create a gap that doesn't, it doesn't appear that it's there before the snap. Boom, you scheme it open right after the snap. Running back hits it, and that's something that happened last year where if you look at our grades uh, run blocking-wise on PFF, we were terrible. And yet we were one of the most explosive and successful running football teams in the country because we would scheme up the 30 or 40-yarder. They're trying to win, you know, four and five yards at a time right now. They know that they can scheme up some explosives week in and week out with a worse offensive line than they've got right now. Yeah. But can you get those three and four yards when you want to, when you have to, just by playing it straight up? And that the answer right now is no, but development can happen between now and fall. Um, otherwise, they can fall back on a game plan that they already know worked from last year, which is cr- creating non-traditional angles in the run game, explosive plays. So, the, you know, the good news is, though, they are better at wide receiver. They're not great. They're, they're better. Uh, it's not an elite unit. That's a, uh, a segment that was made better by the addition of Micah Pittman. Um, I think they really probably threw two or three uh, answers at the problem, and, and one of them is lost for this, we think, this upcoming season. Certainly this spring he's been lost, and, and Winston Wright, right? Uh, he, he's, yeah. out, he's out for the, um, for the foreseeable future because of a car accident. That's not the coach's fault. That, that just happened. Uh, I, think, I think Wilson's up and down. That's what I think of him. I think he's got the capability of making big plays. He also doesn't catch it as, as, as well as I'd like him to. Um, and then I think, um, you know, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, Tom, and admit, I don't think that, uh, Span will be ready for, for big time action this fall. So that's disappointing. McLean's had his moments too. He's yeah. had some rough moments, but, but he's had some, he's shown growth, consistent growth. And you wonder, given the corners that we're going against, could it be, can you just be positive for a moment in your own mind? I'm not saying you specifically, but can one be positive and say, well, if the corners are good, like legitimately ACC against the ACC curve, good, then maybe these receivers will do okay week in and week mm-hmm. out because they're getting a great test, you know, in practice. Because Marion Cooper is a good guy to go against if you want to sharpen your skills and get better. If you can get open against him, you're doing some things. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say that the hardest part of what has been a successful spring that we've been able to take in and and, and talk about is. You get so excited, I do certainly about certain players and how much better they, how they've raised the floor in certain areas. That when you see it, man, you you want to celebrate it because you know the program's getting better and the steps are being taken to get to back to where we want to be. But it's an arduous process and it it takes time and it sucks. It doesn't happen overnight. And on the other hand, you really want to be pragmatic. You want to be a realist. You want to be fair. You know that the people that listen to this show or they go to warchant.com and read the articles, or they watch videos, they, they all desperately want to 
hear that their team, team we love as well, is going to be really good again. But I also don't want to paint a picture that's too rosy with my enthusiasm for those areas where they've improved immensely. And it's that balance you're trying to strike of, I'm a realist, they're a lot better here, here, and here. I've said repeatedly, even in the midst of ugly losses, I'm a big Norvell guy. I think he's a good coach. There are guys on the staff I like a lot that I think certainly can can coach the game. And yet there are areas that will really limit the ceiling. I, they, they can't be great because they're not great on the offensive line. They can't be great because they have minus-level play at tight end. They can't be great because they don't have a depth of real difference-making talent at wide receiver. So you just, you're just trying to find a fair uh, assessing point, assessment point, and, and also acknowledge the areas where they're so much better. Because, I, listen, this has been a pretty fun spring to watch, and they are a lot better in a lot of areas. I think their defense is going to be pretty downright good. I, the problem I have, Tom, again, is I, I, I touched on it in the first hour, but to revisit for those that joined late. In the modern game, you can have a great defense, uh, but there's going to come a time where you're just going to have to really put up some points because the game is geared towards offense. The game, all of the rules are in place, especially in college, where you're allowed to have asinine rules in which offensive linemen get three to five yards downfield on RPOs, which they would never allow in the NFL, which is one yard, and that's it. They throw the flag if you're anywhere close to downfield on that. You almost made it so defenses can't be dominant. They can be good. They can be better than some others, but they can't be dominant. So that you're betwixt and between. They're better. They're a lot better on defense. They're going to be pretty good on defense. Also, the hard part is when you play against yourselves, there's, there's an inherent give and take. It's like, oh, well, that play was made because we're good. Wait a minute, though. It's, we're going against our defense, so that means our defense is bad. You know, it's just that there's always that balance, and so it's tough to extrapolate exactly what you are. But what I can say is, seeing as we're allowed into practices in this Mike Norvell era. Yeah, which is awesome. You can see with your eyes everybody's better than they were in spring camp last year. Like the, the overall talent and the quality of plays being made are much higher than they were last yeah, year. Yeah, I think the program is doing this. It's yeah. moving upwards. It's upwardly mobile. Its trajectory is better. Uh, they're getting better. So, like, if you want to ask what's the basis, where are we starting at? We're starting at the knowledge and acceptance and belief that this is a program yeah. moving in the right direction. The quality of the practices that we take uh, in much is better. much higher. Yeah, they're just – I'm just – I'm. I'm letting you know that there is a ceiling, and, and we're hitting our heads up against it because there are segment groups that just aren't game-changing or deep enough yet. And that's a, I think that is fair. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Keep it rolling. Bring in our good uh, friend and uh, colleague, Irashpel, warchant.com. The website joins us as he's won. Well, actually, it's a. Corey won't be able to complain this week. Uh, we've reunited. After missing two weeks in a row, we have Ira back on the JCS, which is a good thing. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. Reunited and it feels so There it is. Nicely done. I was wondering if you'd quote the lyric. <laughs> uh, all right. So. It's a fun week. It's a busy week. It's going to be a good time. Uh, largely, I think, as we move towards the final stretch here, heading into the spring game, this has been successful. I, I feel like the spring has uh, unveiled some some strengths that we, we weren't certain about going into, uh, some candidates for others uh, that we're going to need to continue to see growth from. Uh, what did you make, I guess, of the coaches' comments post-scrimmage? Because it sure sounded like to me that uh, where they're at right now, either due to injury or the mixing and matching efforts on the offensive line, the the O line cannot block this defensive line when we go good against good. Is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, you know that's what one of the things I've been trying to get my hands on uh, to really just try to understand is what is this offensive line you know in their minds. Are they still just kind of working through the process? I actually asked Mike Norvell about this, I think, on Thursday. Um, you know, do they have kind of an internal clock in their head right. of, okay, what is this line going to look like five months from now versus what it looks like right now? And, uh, you know, and he, you know, I don't know if he didn't really get my question or, or he wasn't going to get specific with it, but, um, you know, I just, that's what's hard to know. You know, I mean, I do feel like if they, if they went out in a game this Saturday and they played the, the five that have been, starting a lot this season i think they're going to probably have a tough time in some games against better defensive lines but i wonder by august you know is caden lyles the center is darius washington back at tacklers bless harris come far enough at tackle to where uh you know you have better options at guard so you know again it's hard for me to even though they were out there every day without knowing exactly what's in their mind it's hard for me to get too uh too upset right now about the offensive line because i think the pieces could make more sense but yeah i mean the story i think for the last week and a half and most of the spring has been this defense and we came into it with a lot of big questions about particularly about the defensive ends and then when Jarvis Brownlee leaves you you know you have some questions about corner um, but I really feel like the, the answers there have been better than we thought maybe and particularly a linebacker Tatum Bethune has changed that group so I think it's uh, the story of the spring really has been you know that that defense kind of coming together. Yeah, I'm excited about the defense, and I, I've I've pretty much said uh, that every time we see a practice or we hear the coaches after a scrimmage, you come away more and more impressed, especially up the gut. I think Florida State's not just good against this offensive line, uh, but but really they'll be good against most offensive lines. When you look at the likes of Lovett and Coop, uh, we continue to talk about them, but they're they're pretty deep behind them. I mean, I, you know, Malcolm Ray's emerged. They've got guys that you feel good about. Farmer and others are, are have gotten uh, you know solid results this spring as well. I think they're good there. And obviously, like you said, at linebacker, Tatum Bethune has made all the difference. Uh, 
they're they're going to be all right there. Tom asked me a question towards the middle part of the show in the first hour. If we come out of this spring and you've got and we're guesswork here because it depends on who stays, who leaves, who transfers, whatever. But if you have four spots or five spots, three spots, six spots, but I know it matters, but what would you look to add if there were a player available? I think we would all universally agree you would add an offensive lineman. Where would you go from there? Yeah, I would definitely get an offensive lineman if possible, um, especially if it's not just a body, but somebody that can play. Um, I think uh, I'd probably go defensive end. Um, Okay. I, I, I like... You know, I like Jared Verse. I think he's got a ton of potential. Uh, I think Dennis Briggs is going to be fine. It's just we still haven't seen him kind of round into shape after he's uh, coming off that injury and changing positions. Um, and I think, you know, Derek McClendon showed some good signs, but I don't know that I feel, like, great about that position right now. I think, uh, to me, the defense, you know, has a chance to be good, has a chance to be really good. Um, but I'd like to see – I'd like to feel a little bit better about that pass rush from the end position. Um, those would be my, my first two. I mean, I really think that, um, you know, you, you like a little bit more depth at linebacker, but I, I don't know that uh, that would be a priority because I feel like they feel pretty good about their top three or four guys. Yeah, so it gets interesting. Okay, I, I you know, end is one of those ones I've wrestled with because I think that some guys have stepped up uh, versus better every time we hear about him. Certainly when we watch him, we see that he's – excelled and gotten better and better uh, as he learns this defense and his responsibilities he'll get better and better he's got the requisite athleticism uh to say the least and then uh you know McClendon has, has emerged as well you could use it in real quick real quick I just want to say about the ends I just think you know Jerry Verse this fall is going to be his first year playing power five competition yeah so yeah I, I feel like there's going to be times in games where you'd like to give him maybe even the second or third series you'd like to make me pull him out for a series and let him watch it and talk to John Papuchas and kind of go through what's happening or what they did to him and just kind of – but I don't know if you're going to have the depth to, to rotate him to get him off the field as much. I don't know if you have as many impact defensive ends where you feel comfortable taking him off the field. And so that, that to me, I, I would like to have one more proven pass rusher. All right, so we've got OL, defensive end. You're not opposed to going out and getting maybe one more linebacker just to add for depth, whatever it might be. Any other position? Because I contend that they may need to add a receiver. I don't know, man. I'm not as worried about the receivers, and I and I, I get what you're saying, and, and certainly the offense, uh, you know, coming off a scrimmage where you didn't do a whole lot. Um, but I I think, man, I think I, I I'm excited about the receivers. I really I think Johnny Wilson by the time fall comes around, is okay. going to be a stud. Um, I think you know Micah Pittman has shown signs of being really good, and now I, I like Micah. Yeah, and then you know we'll see if Winston Wright gets back at some point during the season. But I also think you know now you're moving back Pokey Wilson to a three or four, and you're moving back um, you know some of these other guys who have played a lot in the past. Now they're kind of being uh, you know fourth or fifth or sixth wide receivers. I'm not as worried about that. I I could see where you would be. I just I've heard enough to 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 think that they think Johnny Wilson is going to be a, a big time receiver, and and I, I I think that may happen. So in that case, you would go with two offensive linemen. Oh man, that would be uh, something. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there'll be a two offensive linemen out there you want, um, because I do think that's the issue there. There have been times in the past where Florida State just needed bodies. I don't know if they just need. Bodies. No, they don't need bodies. No, you're right about that. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying just go grab two guys, but they got lucky last year. They got Dylan Gibbons late, and you and I celebrated it. And our cohort on some of the headlines <laughs> poo pooed it, but of course we were right as usual. 
if you could find a guy like that or two guys that resemble anything close to it, you'd do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. But And I think a lot of this comes down to – I think a lot of it all comes down to Caden Lyles. If he's the guy that they probably thought he was going to be, a Wisconsin transfer who started at Wisconsin in the past, if he can lock down that center position, now you make Maurice as a backup, and, and yes. I think some other things start to fall into place. So I think that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, we don't know where he is in that process, if he's ready to, to step in or if that's going to be more of a, a preseason camp thing. Um, but to me, he's a key. And, 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 and they've, you know, they've got some other guys that I think have some potential. You know, we'll have to see Thomas Schrader just getting back now to where he could play full live contact. Uh, you know, five months from now, he may be a guy that could step in a guard and, and play pretty well. I mean, they started him two years ago. So um, I just think there's a lot, there's a lot I don't know in terms of what their thinking is right now with that line. I have a question. I'm curious. Do you think Wyatt Rector and what we've seen in this camp is real? Do you think that guy is going to play serious uh, amounts of time this this fall? He's been the most noticeable tight end. Well, I don't know that any of the tight ends have been super noticeable. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he and Cam are going to be the top two guys. I, from what it looks like right now, they're going to be the top two guys. And, uh, you know, so much of that position is, uh, you know, you know, obviously the versatility, uh, the knowledge of the offense. And, you know, we, it's important to remember that Wyatt Rector, you know, played quarterback his whole life until about two or three years ago. So he should be getting to the point now where he can contribute in that area. Uh, I don't know that I would feel like going into a game, you know, if you're setting the over under of Wyatt Rector catches at three, I don't know that I'm ever going over. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, he's he's had a nice spring for sure. No, it's just interesting. It's it's like every time we're out there, there's a player two, and I go, eh, maybe this is real. Maybe he's, you know, become a guy that they can trust. It's not an outstanding segment group. They don't have anybody there right now that you go, well, that's a difference maker. They don't, they don't have that player. But I am kind of curious just to see if he is now officially part of a group that you think will contribute in a positive way. Because he's been, to me, the most noticeable of the tight ends. Um, anything you want to add coming out of that scrimmage uh, that, you know, obviously the coaches said that uh, maybe struck you? Uh, I would just say probably I think it's, again, just stacking on for Akeem Dent. You know, the, the him mm. another impressive day. And I thought, you know, something that, um, you know. Coach Fuller? Talk, Coach Fuller said, just talking about his confidence and, and how – Akeem just is so much more comfortable. You think about his first three years here, you know, bouncing back and forth between corner and safety and different defensive coordinators. I'll give him credit. He was a guy that, you know, a lot of us wondered how he would take to a new coaching staff and they're changing in positions and all that. And he's, and he has never wavered. He's been here the whole time. He's not, he has never entered the portal. Um, and I think you're seeing the fruits of that now. And that's a big thing. He's a, he's a guy that's got ball hawking instincts. I mean, he's had a ton of pass breakups in the past. Uh, he's starting to make plays, and I think that's a big deal for that secondary. Always appreciate it, brother. I will uh, talk to you later. Be good. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. All right, take care. That's uh, IrishFLWarchant.com. Of course, you can read his insights, articles, profiles, all that good stuff, Warchant.com. We've got a busy week on Warchant.com between articles and videos and obviously the content of Wake Up Warchant and the Jeff Cameron Show and all the different interviews that we're all doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And personal appearances will be everywhere. We will. We will. And, uh, you know, I saw where last night on the Sunday Smash, uh, you and I held it down. Uh, you were drinking the vino. He was drinking the Red Stripe. Uh, Valpiocella. Yeah, nice. And uh, I was actually uh, 
really, I, I learned a lot. Michael Langston provided uh, some great insight there last night on the uh, recruiting philosophy and what you know why they're having success and what they're trying to build. I thought that was good. I thought that was important because I think long term we're looking at the health of the program and you got to get players. You got to get more of these quality players in here to see what they're building. And for the folks who love the in the weed stuff about the recruiting, and this is where it starts to take shape. You know, spring game is mm-hmm. where you start to form that next year's class and then who's real, you know, who's really interested. Uh, Wednesday night at 7 right here on Warchant TV, there will be the recruiting live chat. So you can ask about any 16 and 17-year-olds you want to know about. There you go. Go Wednesday. You don't want to be intimidated and confused, certainly, surrounding your home loan experience. And at Hamilton Home Loans, well, they're a mortgage company that's designed around speed, simplicity, service, cutting-edge technology, and certainly transparent communication. It's a five-star mortgage experience from two Knowles. And those two Knowles are the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, Chad and Shannon. Give them a call today at 844-FSU-LOAN. Certainly have enjoyed welcoming them in as a partnership here on the Jeff Cameron Show. Uh, they are uh, diehard. They'll be here this weekend to take in the uh, spring game, just like the rest of us. Good times, good people, and experts at what they do. If you want to learn more about them, go to FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com. Or give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Kemper Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Uh, thanks, Ira. Good stuff, as always. Thanks to our partners, Orange Theory Fitness. As uh, Man, we're getting close to beach time, baby. Getting close to chilling out on the water. VIP path on the beach. Shirt comes off. Let's do our best not to embarrass ourselves, everybody. Let's get it together. Uh, Orange Theory Fitness will help you achieve your fitness goals. It is science-based and back, so you're not just spinning your wheels with some cockamamie nonsense. You're doing the real deal. Interval training works. Proven to do so. First month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. Your first class is always free. Go check them out. Don't just take my word for it, although it's a good word. Go see them. Learn the process, meet with the coaches, you'll feel more comfortable, and you'll see it's a place that will hold you accountable, and it's a lot of fun as you get yourself in shape. Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town. There's one in Midtown. There's one out there on the north side by uh, Fresh Market. Fresh Market keeps getting a bunch of free advertising because it's places right next to it. I should start naming other places, like a, like a, a nail salon or something. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Be of the people. That'd be more local. Can't stand walking past nail salons. Hate them. God, they stink. It's wretched. It's awful. They stink? Oh, have you never been in a nail salon? <laughs> no. I oh, mean, it's wretched. Maybe when I was a kid. It's chemical. It is awful. You'll puke. It's why they have to keep well, their doors open. Speaking of things that'll make you puke, mm. I will tell you that back in the day, my mom took me, because it was summer and I had no. I was eight, to Gafer's in the mall yeah, on yeah. Uh, Clearwater Mall. Remember that one? On 60? 
And uh, I had to sit there while she was getting a pedicure. And that is about the most disgusting procedure I've, I've ever seen. Like, you know, the, the, sh- the cleaning of the foot and all the dead skin on yeah, the foot. Yeah. I was like, I'm still scarred about that. So you br- bring up a nail salon. I'm thinking about when did my mom take me places? Oh, yeah. And there's that image. It'll never go away. Just gross. Oh, man. Mm. Should we do some probables? Let's get off this <laughs> yes. subject. Uh, hey, by the way. It won't be Jacob DeGrom, I can tell you that much. Is he out for, what's going on with him? A couple months, minimum. <laughs> and Scherzer's got a bad hammy. Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> Keep spending. Come on, Steve. Oh, North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Fire it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? You know, MLB The Show came out for PS5 today. You can get it from my good friend George. Games for less, locally owned and operated. Tip of the cap. Appalachian Parkway. Metro's Carlos Carrasco. Jose Urquidney. Pirates Orioles. Pirates lead 4-0 over Iris O's. That's indicative of the way it would be in real life in a regular season game, too. That's uh, Bryce Wilson and Bruce Zimmerman. Nats cards, we've got Joan Adden and Miles Mikolas. Mikolas. I can't do it anymore because his name is really Michaelis, but I refuse to change it. Yes. <laughs> Blue Jays, Tigers, Kevin Gossman, and Tariq Skubal. Red Sox, Twins, Tanner Houck, and Bailey Ober. Sounds like barely over. Braves, Rays, Ian Anderson, Josh Fleming. We've got Phillies, Yankees, Kyle Gibson, and J.P. Sears. Royals, Reds, Brad Keller, Vladimir Gutierrez. Giants, A's, Anthony DiScalfini, Cole Irvin. Padres Rangers, Nick Martinez, Dane Dunning, White Sox Cubs, Vince Velasquez, Drew Smiley. Caleb Smith going for the D-backs. Marco Gonzalez going for the Mariners. Angels Dodgers, Jose Suarez, Julio Urias. Get this name, Tom. Guardians, D-backs, Connor Pilkington. What? (laughs) His name should be like W. Connor Pilkington. The third. Right. Provost. Zach Davies goes for the D-backs. Brewers, Rockies, that is Freddy Peralta and TBD. And that is a look at those who shall reside on the boat. By the way, uh, I would... uh, you know, obviously, this is the week where baseball starts in earnest, so they're, you're going to have weird names all over the place. They're going to be like, uh, where's that guy? Where's Jack Smith, number 98? Get him out there. Let him start. You're going to get some weird starts from people that yeah. have no chance. That sounds like uh, two-fifths of the rotation here upcoming here pretty soon. Flushing. Yeah, right. ain't nobody feeling sorry for you, buddy. You'll spend your way out of it. Yeah, it's all right. It'll be Chris Bassett day, though. There you go. Who, that, who, that's your opening day starter? Uh, Who's your opening day starter? It might be like Tyler McGill. I'm not even kidding. That's legitimately a player. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, your over-unders are available, everybody. 
shop around, get your best numbers, and get your wagers in on totals. Uh, and this is Masters Week, and so obviously I've got some searching around to do here and figure out who I like this week. That's not the true tournament. The true golf tournament we all care about is a week from Friday. Can you believe it? It's I know. Well, I could feel it. There's uh, there's a little pressure building, but we'll get there. I'll take Kansas tonight to win, and I'll lay. Is that is every game now in the world of college basketball four? Every game is four. Give me Kansas minus four against North Carolina. Um, I hope for an equally thrilling game like the one we had between Carolina and Duke. It is a good matchup. Two known and robust cheaters going head-to-head, paid-for players getting after it in a semi-pro game in your finals. Okay. In front of exactly 5,000 people who can really see the court, even though there'll be 70,000. Yeah. At a great distance. Oh, man, I, I do have some sitting down to do to think about uh, the, the Masters uh, lineup for the week. I turned out to be pretty close. Uh, if Abraham Answer hadn't decided to up and ride out and uh, withdraw from the tournament, I did have, as you know, Gary Woodland, who finished top 10, and I also had Siwoo Kim, who did the same, but unfortunately. You know, Gary's starting to bother me a little bit. Gary's game has returned, Tom. Gary's game finds him in contention. At one point yesterday at the Valero Texas Open with nine to play, he was one shot off the lead. I thought, here we go, Gary. Can't pull the trigger. Apparently, it took him two to get out of another bunker, which happened at the Honda. So, squirrely. If he's in a bunker on the weekend at Augusta, uh, this is no surefire bet. You think Tiger plays? Yes. I don't think you go through this whole painstaking stuff to to not play. Well, the only thing I'll say about why I'm not sure that he will, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning towards yes, is that he has to be there for the uh, for the dinner, for the champion's dinner anyhow. He was going to be there regardless. So there is no harm, certainly, in going there and finding whether or not you could walk it a couple days and to see how your leg reacts. That's the only thing. I mean, that wouldn't be a, a, a jerk move, you know, to go because you're going to be sure. there. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're giving it, you're trying it on. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean you're giving it you're a not going to play the, you're not going to walk the back in Amen Corner on a Sunday, the week before the Masters, unless you really intend to play. Unless you really want to play. I agree with you. I'm hoping it would be great. So the better question is, if he plays, does he make the cut? Yes. <laughs> Gets meaty. He's not playing just for a participation. Well, he play, I'm not he's telling you what he wants. Obviously, towards... I know what he wants to do. But there's a whole matter of, you know, nearly dying, driving off a cliff, and then trying to win the Masters. I mean, it's a, it's a toughie. He can do it. And by God, he's going to do it. And I want him to be in contention on a Sunday. I want to get that kind of nervous again. Be like, here we go. Good work out of you, especially as you were distracted, given that uh, somebody ran over your internet. <laughs> Good work out of you, Matthew. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Be well.